0: Get your gear ready. This is a Sherpa's Guide to Innovation. Welcome to part two of our episode featuring two very special guests. It's my pleasure to introduce Andre Blackman, CEO and co-founder of Onboard Health, and Toure McCluskey, Chief Operating Officer of Onboard Health. Andre and Touré, welcome to A Sherpa's Guide to Innovation Podcast. Thank you so much for having us, Ben.
1: Thanks for having us, Ben. Looking forward to this conversation.
0: Awesome. I am too, very much. Well, Andre, what's the story behind the founding of Onboard Health, and
2: what's the problem that you're trying to solve? Absolutely, Ben. Thank you so much for asking. I mean, my, my entire career, literally from start to where we are right now, has been around public health and healthcare innovation. So uh, basically what I'm really focused on uh, is how do we build a more you know, powerful, more inclusive future of health. Um, and so you know, throughout my career, I've been able to meet um, and experience some amazing uh, people and ventures and companies and events. Uh, and it's been an absolute fantastic ride just to see where health um, has come so far. Um, and so for for me, you know, kind of getting started, um, you know, in the, in the early days, I guess you could say the golden age of social media. So we're talking about 2007, 2008. I started writing a blog looking at the intersection of digital health, innovation, public health and healthcare. Uh, and that was called Pulse and Signal. And that's what really kind of got me involved in this entire world around using digital and tech or social media, and so I feel like a dinosaur oftentimes uh, when, you know, I got started when blogging was kind of the be-all and end-all of social media. It was really hot, like if you had uh, a blog at all, and so that's what really got me started kind of sharing my ideas and also sharing other people's ideas, and so, you know, really got started, um, you know, interviewing amazing people like Susanna Fox and things and folks from that uh, kind of landscape who are also building the future of health. And so, over the past several years, I've been able to, you know, build and, and and work alongside of some incredible people. And so, fast forward to 2016, I get the call from my alma mater, the University of Maryland School of Public Health, so go Terps. And so, I got the call to become the commencement uh, address speaker uh, for the School of Public Health. And so, I'm, I'm completely floored, right? Because like, wait, are you, are you sure you want me to uh, be the commencement address speaker, when you know just the year before uh, the Surgeon General was the commencement uh, speaker, and so they they reassured me that uh, my specific kind of skill sets and my my experiences were exactly where they wanted their students to to uh, to be involved in uh, for the commencement, and so it was that kind of experience for me standing on stage. Right, I'm I'm literally standing with the same professors that taught me years ago around public health and the social determinants and things of that nature. And I'm looking out into this crowd of, you know, 2,500, 3,000 individuals going out into the, the quote-unquote real world and basically, you know, imparting to them the importance of learning how people live, learning how people work and play, um, and really being focused on sustainable solutions for this new world that we're living in, right? And so that's one of the kind of key aspects about how I started with Onboard Health because, you know, at that point, I thought about how I wanted to show up in the world, right? I was super passionate about people and connecting people to amazing you know, opportunities, whether that was for careers or for speaking, essentially making sure that fresh ideas got uh, built into our society uh, as it related to health. And so that is kind of how Onboard Health started for me. Uh, my daughter was born that December and I was already not getting sleep. So why not start a new company? And so... That's when Onboard Health got started. And the problem that we're really trying to solve is all about representing a new workforce uh, that will be powering the kind of startups, the ventures, the companies um, that are now building the future of health, right? Especially as we saw this intersection, right? Around traditional healthcare systems and hospitals and how they were innovating using technology and digital, but also seeing this convergence around the social determinants, right? The upstream opportunities, things that I was classically trained for in school, where we're looking at, you know, now we're able to look at mental health in new ways, chronic disease, uh, the built environment, right? Like affordable housing, walkable cities, um, and food sustainability, right? So things of that nature. So with that in mind, we really want to build a more representative, more inclusive workforce to be able to bring lived experiences, their whole selves to these issues. And it only makes sense, right? You know, oftentimes if we're looking at diabetes or mental health, there are specific communities that oftentimes have deep disparities, right? And so it only makes sense to have a more inclusive workforce to be able to tackle those issues. So from a representative piece, like what what does a, a data scientist look like, uh, you know, building the future of health, right? And, and also just kind of really ports into the sustainability of the services and the products that um, a lot of these companies are trying to build right now, right? So if we want these services and products to last, we absolutely need to have a more diverse and inclusive workforce.
0: I love that. What an inspiring and expansive uh, perspective. That, that, that's terrific. So, so Toure, you've done quite a few things in your career as a, a serial entrepreneur. What was it about Onboard Health's mission that resonated with you? Because you you recently joined, Correct.
1: Yes, yeah, so I started about two months ago, and, you know, when I look at new ventures, it's all about PMI, Ben, and not really too much information, but it's more about team, mission, and impact. And, you know, when I look at uh, you know, the opportunity of onboard, it was just an amazing opportunity because, for one, Andre is an outstanding entrepreneur. We talk about someone who's tenacious and all in, uh, and just really knows his stuff. I mean, Andre is the epitome of that. And, you know, if you're going on a startup journey, you better do it with someone that you respect and enjoy working with and enjoy spending time with. And, uh, you know, Andre fit that, uh, you know, fit that to a T. But also the mission is something that I've, uh, you know, it lived and experienced as well. So it really resonated with me. I've seen firsthand with companies who are looking to innovate, but it doesn't show up in their products. And yeah, you know, we've all read studies about how diverse teams lead to better products. So for me, this mission is really about uh, getting access to talent and making sure teams that are in charge of innovation have diverse mindsets. Now that can be ethnic diversity, but uh, yeah we, we're very comfortable talking about you know, diversity in terms of, you know, adding in designers and adding in data scientists to it, you know, adding them to on the seat, of, having them have a seat at the table. You know, that's kind of been a revolution in the last 10 years is the importance of design thinking on innovation teams and having someone who really comfortable with data on the innovation team. Well, we think it's also, you know, fundamental to have diverse mindsets as well from an ethnic standpoint and from a geographic standpoint as well. So a lot of other things that make, up a good team and, and empower you know these teams to have better products, better adoption through a stronger workforce, and that's what we're kind of bringing to the table. And then impact, I mean, this is something that, as Andre said, is, is really empowering the future of health. And you know, as a health consumer and someone who's deep in you know where healthcare meets technology. You know, I have a vested interest in that we're we're building better products for the future, not only for myself, but also for my kids. I do want to live longer. Uh, I do want to enjoy life, and health is part of that, and better products are needed to sustain our health collectively. So TMI is, is really the reason why I'm on this journey with Andre.
0: I love that acronym TMI—Team, Mission, and Impact. That's great, and and uh, and thanks for that kind of definition of diversity and inclusion and how you approach it at Onboard. So, so Turi, I'll, I'll I'll pose this next question to you. Why is a diverse workforce so critical for innovation in healthcare, and what can organizations do to develop a more diverse workforce? Yeah, so I, I,
1: it's really around building better products. And we've all we've seen you know hundreds if not thousands of especially digital health products come online in the last, call it five years, but very few have gained traction. And you know there's also been a revolution on. Okay, well, it's partly because of design thinking and really applying that. That's been a huge push over the last five years is around design thinking applied to healthcare products. But I also believe that you know when you're driving adoption, you have to have a deep understanding of the problem, and we have kind of diverse perspectives to really understand and and drive adoption and better product. And diverse teams go hand in hand with that. So to me, it's just really about if you really, if you want mass adoption. So for instance, if you're you're driving a product that let's say you're driving a diabetes product. Well, diabetes products are, they are general population, but there's also over index in call it African-American and Latino communities, right? There's a higher incidence of, of diabetes. If, if you're developing a product with you know, that target audience, you really better understand exactly what the barriers are to using that product, uh, daily, daily barriers to uh, just life in general transportation issues financial issues all that is wrapped up in uh, having a, a, a 360 perspective on what you're building and who, it, who it's for and diversity really drives you know that that concept of truly understanding whether this product you're building is, is working for all and, and and has the ability to be widely adopted when you really get into the lead so to me, it's just really around access to talent and building better products with diversity.
0: I like that. I like that distinction that it's not just being inclusive in the design, but also in the adoption, and that and that's really the measure of success. Uh, Andre, anything to add to that?
2: Yeah, Ben. I mean, and and I love Torre because like he got right to like business. Right, he like, was just like, you know, this is why this is going to drive like results at your companies. Right, like why you know, why else are you creating a company unless you actually want to build impact and be successful, right? And that's exactly what we're talking about here. Because oftentimes, like, let's be honest, right? I mean, the the narrative around diversity inclusion, oftentimes, and unfortunately, has been this kind of like, veneer around like philanthropy, or, you know, the pat on the back, or, oh, isn't that cute, right? And so what we're trying to bring to the table is like, look, we're not 3D printing like business cards here, right? Or like, you know, lamps. Like these are actual people. These are your, you know, your son-in-laws, your daughter-in-laws, like your partners, right? Like the world of healthcare and, you know, improving what we're doing now uh, literally impacts the person next to you, right? And so when it comes to that, like we really need to be focused on like how um, up to speed we are with, you know, cultural competency, in the representation piece that I talked about before, right? Like, if you want your services and products to be used, right, which is, once again, like, that's what you want um, at your company, then this is how you get it done, right? Like, you have people on your team that reflect the communities that you want to impact. So, once again, this is a this is not a nice to have, right? This is a need to have if you want to win. So, there, there's that competitive advantage there from having diversity on your teams, but also, if we're looking at the long game for healthcare, right, like we want to impact. And this is why I was going back to like where we're at now around value-based care, right, or looking at, you know, surrounding communities where we're creating impact. This is absolutely essential uh, to take a look at. And so our focus is to make sure that we're able to power your success with dynamic individuals that can really kind of move the needle forward across the board for, you know, diseases and conditions, but also for companies.
0: That's a great mission statement right there. That's, that's terrific. i pose this to the, to the both of you. What are some promising examples of organizations or communities where you're seeing true diversity and inclusion going into effect the way that you've defined it?
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll jump on in here. One of the people that comes to mind for me is uh, Sarah Holyback from Luminary Labs. She runs this dynamic company that healthcare is a, is a big part of the work that they do. And Sarah has, you know, a, a really genuine focus on building human companies. They actually kind of came out with like a, a human company manifesto, right? Like the new world of work right now is is changing whether, you know, you like it or not. And so being able to become a more human company, looking at the policies that you have, looking at what your job descriptions look like, like all those kind of different things pour into this kind of new world of work right now. And Sarah and, and the team at Luminary Labs, really embody that from, you know, maternity leave and kind of building out more equity across the board from who their team looks like. So definitely Sarah Holybeck at Luminary Labs. Health Sherpa, so the, the company that has really been focused on enrolling more people um, into, uh, into healthcare, right? And so the ACA, they were this kind of amazing company that drove results um, around that and just kind of literacy, especially across communities that traditionally are a little bit you know more leery of these kinds of pushes or campaigns, and so you know Kat Perez, you know is one of the co-founders at Health Sherpa, um, has done just an incredible job across the board, just with their mission uh, as well as their as, as well as their brand. Um, so those are kind of two examples that really kind of pop out for me as far as like really moving the needle. Um, and then you have like larger organizations like Merck that has you know built out some really kind of deep set. Programs uh, across the board from their leadership and and executive team uh, as well. So um, those are some of the companies that uh, that we've kind of seen like really kind of making some strides.
0: Outstanding. Well, what have you seen, Toure?
1: Yeah, along the same lines of, of larger companies doing well. I think it was within pharma, within pharma, seeing like Glaxo and Merck and Lilly really champion it more from a strategic angle of. You know, they, they deal with disease sets that, that, that over-index into that minority community. So they've they really dug deep in the recent years in uh, you know, getting diverse teams to really understand the marketplace, the barriers, and, again, how, how to drive adoption. It's actually shown up in their stock prices and also in their sales as well. Uh, so they understand it, and, and, and they've kind of really bought in as, as a group, as an industry. I think where it's, it's a little bit tougher – is on the startup side, right? So usually when you're starting up a company, you know, things are flying around, you're moving as quickly as possible, or you're trying to scale up as quickly as possible. And when you're trying to get people in the door, usually what, you, what happens is you reach out to folks within your own network who probably are going to be just like you. And uh, you're doing it for kind of expedience sake because you're, you're going so quickly. Usually the culture is actually set within your first, you know, Thirty to fifty employees is not even sooner. So those who kind of wait and say, "Well, we'll solve the diversity uh, issue," you know, as you know, when things are more stable, uh, it kind of sets you down kind of a different path as opposed to you know, being trying to address it uh, earlier on. So that's why Andre and I are looking at you know companies who are you know Series A about to scale and saying, "Hey, if you think really think about." adoption and product strategy, now's the time to take a hard look up, up, around diversity. So I think once you get a little bit too big, you know, it's tougher to change course. Uh, so you can go going a little more upstream and finding those companies that are about to scale or in the scaling process and saying, hey, you know, this is something that can help your business. You know, we'll take a hard look at it right now.
0: So I understand that a major focus of onboard health and, and really the purpose is to build this diverse community of innovators and professionals all working on uh, the transformation of healthcare and, and innovation. Um, and I also know that you recently participated in the Aspen Ideas Festival in their in their health program. So tell us about your experience and and how um, the community that you've built has uh, has been involved.
2: Absolutely, Ben. So so thank you for asking. This is this is probably my favorite part to to kind of brag on the community that we've been building. It's I mean, like I'm a I'm a huge people person and I absolutely love hearing stories, hearing what motivates people, hearing what directions people are going, because like my brain just kind of turns into this giant Rolodex, right? I start thinking about the people, the places, the the tools, the opportunities. And so that has been like one of the the very core aspects of what we're building here. Right. And this is why you know, we call it a, a workforce ecosystem, right? Because, you know, the, the people that we're bringing together have backgrounds in engineering and data science and UX, design thinking, communications, as well as, you know, uh, more traditional roles like doctors and nurses, um, all who want to port their skill sets into building the future of health. And so, this is kind of how we got started, really just growing this community. And it's been so incredible just to, to, to hear the stories and connect with as many of them as, as possible. And so that that's definitely one of the things that, you know, we're doing with Onboard is growing this uh, this community uh, that we're able to kind of, you know, uh, some of the, the three main pillars of Onboard Health and what we try to do with the community is connect, equip, and launch, right? So, connecting people with like-minded individuals i mean oftentimes we hear back from people like i had no idea that there were people in in ux were designed that had backgrounds in public health right and so for teray and i like we've been living this for years and so it's always refreshing to kind of hear the stories about like wow i had no idea this company existed or i had no idea that you know there there was a company tackling mental health specifically for african-american men right so once again, like Kevin Dedner, who started Henry Health in D.C., um, you know, and maybe being able to connect the mental health innovation landscape to to what they're building. That's that's definitely one of the energizing pieces for me are, are the people and the professionals that we're able to to build up. And then the equip part has to do with resources and articles and insights on, on trends that are that are moving forward and we do that with our, our weekly newsletter. And then finally, the launch piece, which is why, you know, the rocket is our symbol Um, We love just kind of launching people into new roles or opportunities to speak or fellowships or events. And so that, you know, that second part to your question about the Aspen Ideas Festival, one of my absolutely favorite events. So in 2016, um, I was selected as a Spotlight Health Scholar back when they called it Spotlight Health. the, The first uh, three or four days of the Aspen Ideas Festival is literally dedicated to the future of health and bringing together a global community of people um, who are tackling some of our, our biggest uh, problems, right? And so for, for me, like that experience literally blew my mind. I'm here like rubbing shoulders with people from Venezuela and, you know, all around the world. I actually got to, to see, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the movie Concussion that Will Smith yeah, uh, portrayed the, the doctor on, you know, concussion. And so, um, literally, the doctor that he portrayed came out to the Aspen Ideas Festival. They screened the film, got to meet him. It was fantastic. And so, I literally came out from that event knowing that that's the kind of experiences overall that we want to bring to the table for the community. And so, this year, we had about five amazing people um, get tapped from the Onboard Health community that were able to come out as scholars, right? So Dr. Esther Chu, who's been this incredible voice um, around gender equality in um, in healthcare, right? So she's actually one of the co-founders and spearheading individuals of the Time's Up healthcare movement. Um, and that organization is, is absolutely amazing and needed right now, They're made up from dynamic women from all across healthcare, right? And so Dr. Chu is, is a, a fantastic part of our community, and so she was one of the speakers at the event, and we had amazing scholars come out from the event as well. So Mai Hong from Netters, who is the executive director of 504 Health Net in New Orleans, and Selena Davis, who is the new CEO of the Louisiana Public Health Institute, also in New Orleans, and Carlos Rodarte, who has been a long-time uh, digital health advisor and innovator in the space. And so, you know, once again, representing uh, diversity um, and bringing that to the table to the Aspen Ideas Festival was truly like a manifestation of the vision that we had, right? And and uh, just as a, as a funny story, I mean, Carlos actually made a joke for us to do a, a sunrise mountain hike um, in Colorado, so like in the, in the Aspen area. And so it all started as a joke, like, you know, one night at dinner, um, And then next thing you know, like we're all getting up at four o'clock in the morning uh, (laughs) to hike into this like mountain area um, in Colorado, and you know some of us, you know, have have not uh, a great experience around like hiking in the woods, let alone um, in pitch darkness, along with along with the uh, the warning that you know what there may be bears, uh, there may be (laughs) not, but you know if you make enough noise as a group. (laughs) <laughs> you should be fine. So, you know, um, that turned into this adventure, uh, literally, where I'm just, you know, just in awe of, like, all, all of us coming together, literally, we all, you know, all the, the different kind of members from the Onboard Health community, we, get, we got together at 4 o'clock in the morning and we did it. Like, we went to the top, um, and it was such a lesson to me in resilience and community um for for us to do that and we, we got it done and I, i'm getting ready to do like a write-up on the whole experience but that really taught me about the 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 reach for what we're building here right like this this was a uh an event where you know oftentimes like you know the access to these kind of events um are pretty low uh particularly from a lot of people from underrepresented communities and this is the kind of stuff that we're opening up access and acceleration to
0: Outstanding, and how validating uh, as an experience at the Aspen Ideas Festival to have so many people from your community be participating, and that's outstanding.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. So,
0: how can our listeners learn more
2: about Onboard Health? Where should they go? Yeah, so onboardhealth.co um, is our is our website. Members or individuals who are interested in building the future of health is. This is an inclusive community, so it's for everyone. And obviously, like we're focusing on, you know, women and people of color, people from the LGBTQ community who are building the future of health. We would love for you to join the community. Um, and we're also very active on social media. And so Onboard Health across Instagram and Twitter and LinkedIn, feel free to join us there. But we're sharing amazing uh, resources and insights and just really highlighting uh, the companies and individuals that um, that are in our community that are also building the future of health. And so that's, that's what we're doing from a community building standpoint. Um, and if you're a startup or a company that, you know, wants to work alongside of us to build your team um, and to help with, you know, sourcing amazing dynamic talent, we, we would love to work with you around that, uh, that aspect, but also kind of building more brand awareness um, and thought leadership as well as internal Uh, capacity building. Those are things that um, we're really passionate about to to build that kind of internal um, capacity and understanding um, as, as companies with that lens around sustainable health innovation.
0: Terrific, and I'd recommend all listeners as well to sign up for the newsletter. It's great. I did just a couple of weeks ago, and it's been uh, it's been fun to read. So we'll provide all the links to all these resources and, and how to get in touch with uh, Andre and Torita at Onboard Health in the show notes, so they'll be available. Well, Andre Toure, thank you both so much for your exceptional work advancing diversity and inclusion in our, in our industry, and particularly in the areas of healthcare innovation and transformation. I wish Onboard Health every success, and and thanks for joining us today on the podcast. Thank, thank you,
1: you, Ben. So a lot
0: of fun. Awesome. Well, this is Ben Tingey from Asherpa's Guide to Innovation Podcast, a proud member of the Health Podcast Network. Thanks for listening. The, the twitter profile picture is that the falcon heavy
2: <laughs> i think it is yeah, I mean, I'm, a, I'm a so you're referring to like my, the mandre one right yeah yeah so i'm i'm a huge like aerospace nerd i actually i mean side note i i interned at nasa in high school i, I was like, headed toward aerospace engineering at maryland so like space all that kind of good stuff Yeah, and obviously it it lends itself to, you know, our icon around the rocket uh, with Onboard Health and just kind of, you know, um, launching, uh, you know, our community into amazing opportunities. But I I appreciate that, Jay. Cool. Uh, I'm a big
0: Tesla and Elon Musk fan, so i caught my eye. Nice. (laughs)